Damilola Gonbiyi is the first woman head of a Nigerian rural electrification agency. She also has a role as a UN special representative for sustainable energy and is CEO of a sustainable energy firm. Hi, Damilola. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. I have about 15 questions for you. And so the first one I have for you is, what do you do? Hi, Amira. Thank you for having me today. Uh, What do I do? That's an interesting question. Um, I am the CEO and the UN Special Representative for Sustainable Energy for All. So my mandate is to make sure that everybody in the world has access to um, modern and affordable energy. And that means electricity and also clean cooking. Amazing. And so what would you say your everyday schedule is like? Well, now it's totally changed. It's a bunch of Zoom calls <laughs> to different offices. But no, really, it's to, to kind of um, formulate programs that allow um, high level policymakers at the highest level to, to be able to understand um, what challenges they have in energy and on, understand how they can basically green their economy with sustainable energy for all. Um, I also am very big on women and gender. Um, so everything we do have uh, has an underlining in terms of gender. And now we're kind of evolving that to also include the youth. What challenges would you say you faced at work? And then what have you learned from those challenges? I mean, I think the key challenge um, or key challenges I've faced is um, first being a female in a male dominated environment. It's quite challenging. People normally think of energy or engineers to be to be men, really. And the other thing is um, just, you know, you know, diversity. I'm a black African woman as well. And and sometimes you feel that you're not part of some of these clubs. Um, but to be honest, it just kind of it 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 allows me to kind of just keep going, to be honest, because it's just so important for me to if I'm the first at certain things to do it to the best of my capabilities. But more importantly, allow other either black African women or representation of the global south have it easier when they when they come into these roles in um, in a global energy market. Great. And so. What would you say is one of your proudest moments at work? I think one of my proudest moments is, again, training young African women. Um, I think that I've come from um, what people would say a pretty fortunate and privileged background. But it's really important for me to train young women that, you know, some people see as, you know, bottom of the pyramid and make sure that they get an opportunity in this space. So I just give an example of what something's happened lately in the last couple of days, actually, because that was really great. Um, There were a group of four students that we had trained in um, University of Lagos, which is in Nigeria. And um, they got a grant from Rockefeller and Orlon for $10,000 to develop their own kind of clean energy company. And I'm actually speaking to them right after this call. So that was really exciting because sometimes, you know, when you train people, um, you always wonder what happens next. You know, have you gotten, um, have they gotten the opportunity they actually deserve? But seeing seeing that happen is also very important to me. And, you know, there are numerous stories um, that you know, I have on kind of focusing on on young women and focusing on them developing and they pretty much surpassing anything I could ever dream of. So stepping away from work, do you have a role model? And if so, who is it and why? 
I have numerous role models, male and female. I think the one that um, comes about is a lady you probably haven't heard of called Mrs. Shola Awuru. She was a VP at Citibank and then she was also a commissioner while I worked in Lagos State Government. And what I love so much about her, she really took me under her wing. I mean, like I was so young when I went into government in government terms and she just kept on encouraging me that, you know, you can do it. And it's, it's very important when you meet people who care about your professional life but also care about your personal life because having young children as well and flying all, all over the world is just not easy. Um, and, you know, just being able to do that sacrifice, which people forget sometimes um, when you're in certain roles and having people who've done it before and, you know, just encouraging you that, you know, you are you're, you are trying to make the world better. So it is a sacrifice. I think that's been I've been that's been quite great. Another role model I have is, um, you know, Minister Fashola now, but he used to be the governor of Lagos State. Again, he just gave me the opportunity to do things. It was just like failure was not an option. And working with somebody and still being quite close to somebody that you just always want to impress and improve on is is important because we work in environments that are quite difficult you know, to say the least, um, but kind of just encouraging you and not, not, it's not about you being arrogant at all, but it's you being just so confident on what you know and, and how you can develop. And I think if you, if you have those qualities and you put other people first, it really gets you, you know, quite far in, in the work that you're doing when, you know, it's beyond yourself and it's beyond thinking of how am I going to develop professionally? It's more like, who am I trying to serve and who am I trying to get energy to? Because the truth of the matter is energy access really does save lives. And we're finding that out in this COVID period where the whole world is seeing how interconnected we are. Um, so it's just really, really important. Amazing. And so you're obviously very successful, everything you're telling me about right now. And so I was wondering what motivates you to achieve that success and keep on going? I think it's just the people um, that we're trying to serve. You know, there's still 789 million people around the world that don't have access to electricity. And there's 565 million of them come from my continent. Um, and I do pride myself as being a very proud Black African woman. So anything, um, and probably 60% of these, or 70% of this population are women and children. Um, it's it's just so critical. Like you you have the ability um, to, to reduce infant mortality. Um, that's always struck me throughout my career. If I have the ability to save a baby's life, I don't really know of a better job than trying to do that because, you know, you know, I had both my kids in London and I didn't think about electricity and all these things. But, you know, it, it only takes seven seconds for a baby or mother or both to die from not having electricity during a major surgery, during pregnancy. And that stat always stuck to me. Um, and yeah, it's it's something that's always driven me. It gives me chills sometimes, but it's just like, look... We just keep, we have to keep going because if people like myself can't do it, then then who will, you know, especially for, for African women. Oh, that's amazing. And so if you could give your younger self or even just younger women around the world some piece of advice, what would it be? I think it would just be, be less emotional. Like back then I just used to cry about everything. As soon as someone raised their voice, I would be in tears, you know, because, you know, I did understand because I just thought I was so perfect. How could anyone have a problem with me? So I think just 
like just don't take it personal just be less emotional um i think i think the energy is still there i think you need to strive i think you need to do things out of the box so i'm not i'm unapologetic about just how ambitious i am and to get things done but just kind of just be less emotional like you know it's not about you some people just won't get it and some people will and just you have to just keep on trying so i i think that's what i would have told my younger self i probably would have also told my younger self to not put my life on hold because of my career um and i think i did that with having children and certain things i was so focused on my career and the work and i kind of sometimes neglected the family life if i'm going to be perfectly honest and to be honest it, it all comes around and it it will all work out if you if you are focused amazing advice thank you so much and so willing to the last few questions and one question i have is what do you think the pros and cons of being a woman in business in your industry, if there are any? The pros of being a woman in my role is that you kind of understand and you're a little bit more, um, let's say sympathetic, but you, you kind of get it a little bit better. And, you know, I think women in, in, in my type of role just want to strive a little bit harder because they do feel emotional connections to other women. There's no way or young girls on things. There's no way you can get out of that. Um, I think the cons is that you're constantly proving yourself constantly have to prove yourself and I don't know if it's because you're a woman or you are a woman from the global south but there's just a constant kind of people trying to you know target you and you know you are constantly trying to relay what you've done um I I've I've decided to kind of give up on that now um because I feel like I have proven myself but um but it still happens you know it's so like what have you really done you know and those are the conversations you don't really hear with other people um, the other thing that I've made a very key stance on is just having more diversity in the sector. Um, and there, there's been a lot of groups that I've I've openly spoken out about and said that if you don't have more diverse representation, then I will not be part of this anymore. So I think that's what um, being at this level of my career has allowed me to do. Amazing. And my final question is, why do you think education is important for women all around the world? Education is everything. I mean, I, I can't underestimate how, how impactful education is. So let's give my country, Nigeria. It, you know, an educated woman is is likely to be married kind of two or three years after kind of like she, she's likely to wait till she's at least 18 instead of being a child, you know, bride at 14. Do you see what I'm trying to say? That's not because you've brainwashed her that, you know, being a child bride is wrong or anything, which it is. You've just educated her. So she just feels empowered to just make the right type of decisions. Um, and I, I think people underestimate just how powerful and impactful it is to educate women um, to, 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 and I'm not talking about university degrees or masters that I have it just to the point of, you know, secondary school. So they can they can stand up for themselves and they're more comfortable and they can get jobs and they can they can really take care of themselves. You know, um, it's, just, it's just so critical. I can't you know, I can go on and on about just how important it is. And that's just one example, um, just, you know, in, in Nigeria and, and, you know, people who are in my position or even higher and then they're, they're not about empowering and educating and training younger girls you know I get very very worried because that's what we that's just what we need to do um to change the narrative um men are not going to do it for us women have to help women um and I'm hoping that you know if you know you can you can say all the things I've done I think I would hope that that's what stands out the most and definitely what I'm most proud of Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. 
and I hope to speak to you very soon.